You are now listening. Okay, look, I'll put it like this. To the Game On Sports Podcast. Okay, you know what? With Jackie Ray and Timmy B. So what's the plan? What's the end? All right, all right, hold up, hold up, hold up. Greetings and salutations, everybody. It's your girl, Jerry the Fanatic, and... Timmy B. Half a day out here in the CNMI. Uh, what's yes, what's good out there in LA? Timmy got some good news. Oh wait, oh. before we go further, because Timmy got me last time, make sure you follow me mm-hmm. on all things social media at jraythefanatic or at jraythefanatic.com. You can follow Timmy B at follow me on Instagram and Twitter at it's Timmy B, y'all. Timmy B got some good news today that he sent me, and I'm excited about. We oh yeah! Here. Oh yeah! Uh-huh. Um, the L.A. Lakers, of course, will be starting their season in October. And my job, which I work for the L.A. County, shout out to L.A. County. Uh, my, the hospital I work at is having an L.A. County night for the Lakers. And we got three games to choose from from the 2018 season so we can be in the house to watch Brian Bond. Yeah, I'm we're excited. Gonna be, uh, yeah, the Bucks, the Knicks and the... What was that? Uh, Orlando Magic. Yeah. You got those three games that you can choose from. And, you know, we're going to choose one of those. Me and Jackie's going to go out there in L.A. Live. Yep, yep. You know what I'm saying? And give a give a good shout out to the Lakers and shout out for LeBron and root for LeBron because it's the first time we can root for the same Yay, player at the same time. So exciting. <laughs> so you never know. We might be yeah. at two of those games. Um, okay, so Timmy B and I have a lot to get into, but before we get into anything, I need to once again take a moment. I know I promised I would try to my best to keep black issues out of this sports podcast. I did start another podcast for that, so you can listen to that if you want to hear my views on everything that's going on in the world. But at this moment, I need to unapologetically recant that statement. Why? Because the hits, well, they just uh they keep on coming. So if you watch NFL this week, you know that Sean Watson, he he had a game and he went and played the um, Titans in Tennessee. He had a chance to win that game. He had 16 seconds left in the game. He held on to the ball too long. He didn't make a decision. They ended up losing that game. 17 to 20 was the final. Um, we also know and have seen Deshaun Watson have some game winning passes. But nonetheless, uh, superintendent in Texas um, by the name of Lynn Redden. I'm sure you have to say his last name like that, Redden. You just got to put that redneck on the end of Redden so it sounds right. (laughs) But he decides to say that he made a comment on Facebook, a public comment on Facebook that says you can't count on a black quarterback in those situations. Um, He went on to say when you need precision decision making, you can't count on black quarterbacks. His apology was my bad. I thought I sent that in a private message. Take a moment. Understand. He's not apologizing for having racist views about black quarterbacks who have historically the league, which is run by old white men. Historically, it has been an uphill battle for a league that's dominated by black men to achieve the quarterback spot, not because they don't have the talent, but because old white men have this mindset of, oh, we have a superior mindset. You have to be super smart to play the quarterback role and so black people thereby consequently cannot be successful in that function i'm not going to get into all the historic details of 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 just go look at warren moon and the things that he had to come under fire with just everything cam newton everything that i mean we had a white woman do a public letter 
about him. I mean, it's just it, the the white perception of black people is just you can't you cannot possibly keep race out of sports because black people dominate sports. And so white people seem to dominate their disdain for black people. So it just is kind of what it is. You know, it's just it's just kind of you can't have one without the other. But I will say this, you know, I'm not surprised by this statement at all. I think that it's expected now. It is it's fully expected. What I would have been surprised at is if this p- comment had been posted by some Joe Smo. And then the superintendent came in and counteracted that as a white person in a position of leadership at a school, that would have surprised me. And I would have been exponentially happily surprised by that to see somebody who is in a position of power in a school where you are shaping the minds of children. I would have been pleasantly surprised to see him take a stance against this comment, but it was his. And his apology isn't for the comment. It's that we now know about it. That's what his apology is about. And he has doubled down his stance and said, well, I'm just looking at the the overall success of black quarterbacks to win Super Bowl. This is the prime example of privilege. If you're not going to look at the full history as to why a league dominated by black people has not had numerous upon numerous positions in the quarterback role, you're missing it. You're missing it. You're you're finding this one little caveat where you can say, we're smarter, we must be quarterback. And then you're just doubling down on that and going public with this statement. I will say this. I understand that, you know, most people in this day and age, you do need a two income household to have a remote chance of making it. That being said, black people, if you you need to do all you can to find a way to either homeschool your children or put them in black private schools because make no mistake, he he his apology is perfect. I actually truly love his apology because I hate fake apologies. My bad, didn't mean to post that publicly. He didn't say he was sorry. He says he regrets posting it publicly. I love his apology. I low key respect him for his apology because he said, "Look, I'm not. This, yeah, I, I totally think that." And he's not wavering from that. I'd rather somebody be racist to my face than racist behind my back. Nonetheless, make no mistake, these mindsets and these attitudes are overwhelmingly dominating leadership roles in our educational system. And you have to do everything in your power to make sure your child does not fall victim to that system. And if you don't think I'm right about this, look at the kids that are sent home who are all nicely dressed in their uniforms and little Afro puffs is just cute. And they sent home because they're saying their hair, which is natural, is not it's not tamed and it's out of dress code. Anytime that we stay in our natural state, it's a problem. So, Timmy, did you did you see the comment from this superintendent? Yeah, um, I did see the comment, you know, from from the headline and the caption of the uh, actual article. I didn't even want to read too much into it because mm-hmm. I already it was going to make me upset, you know, because of what that quote was, you know, uh, said by him. And, you know, m- me being who I am, it's like I'm, I'm already going to be uh, biased. I'm not even biased. I'm already going to be hating about that comment because how how dare you just say that? You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? To a to a quarterback who's young, you know what I'm saying? He just got into the league. You know, this I think it's his third year, I think, in the mm-hmm. league, third, fourth mm-hmm. year in the league. And, you know, Black quarterbacks are successful. You know, it's just the it's just that they don't get put in the position to be successful long enough. Right. They don't give them a win. They don't give them a good enough window to to become that. Right. They give you like a two year window and then you're out. Like I remember from watching, remember the Titans. 
mm-hmm. they gave Coach Yost two two years, and if he didn't have nothing turned around, he was going to get kicked out. Mm-hmm. So you know, um, is they already have that type of mentality of us not wanting to succeed and us wanting to fail. And um, you know, prime example of the uh, U.S. Open, Serena Williams, uh, when she was on the championship match against Noah. Was Osaka yeah. Naomi Osaka? Yeah. Um, you know she was getting into it with the referee, and she got in. They got into her. They got in under her skin and took a game from her. And the way that she was, you know, trying to voice her opinion and say certain things about, you know, being biased, they weren't even going for it. So you know that lets you know right there that they do anything they can or say anything they can to break us down. But you know. We always overcome and we prevail. Black Girl Magic, shout out to Naomi Osaka for winning the U.S. Open. Yeah, shout out to her, um, you know, and again, and I I hate to take anything away from her because I I don't. Serena has come back so many times now. Now, Osaka definitely was playing. I think she played phenomenally. Um, I don't want to. Yeah, she just came out and played her well. Yeah, I don't I don't want to taint her win in any way. All I'm saying is we've Mm -hmm. seen white men attack this same same umpire and not have any points taken away. So why would, and then Serena didn't even like, I've seen him, people call him all out his name and he's not, he's not taking away points from them. He took two away from Serena, Mm -hmm. which ultimately cost her the match. And we've seen her come back from deficits time and time again. So he denied Mm -hmm. her the opportunity to do that. I will say this before we move on to this NFL action, what I Mm -hmm. thought that was hilarious about that whole thing. And it wasn't a funny situation. Let me just say that because I did feel really bad for Osaka when she was trying to accept her award and she was crying. And then Serena had to step in and say, stop the booing. You know, let's give her Mm -hmm. her moment. I was very proud of Serena for that. So I don't want to take anything away from her. But what I what I found funny is I had never heard of Osaka prior to this match. So going into the match, Mm -hmm. I looked her up on Wikipedia and it it said on Wikipedia, it said that she was. I forget how exactly how right. it was worded, but they basically called her a black woman saying that her, her mm-hmm. dad was black and her mom was Japanese. Um, I went back right. to Wikipedia just before this podcast, and now it says she's the first Japanese person to win. Mm. They, they totally took see? the black out. <laughs> you see? Let's move on to this but NFL yeah. action because we got a lot of weirdness happening in the NFL right now. Oh, um, week two already. Week two, week two. was uh, a mm-hmm. mess, but I was so here <laughs> for it. Queen Patty was in and the building tie. this week. Yes, another, another tie. tie. This is the first time since I think they said like 1970-something, two ties, right. So, uh, which is crazy. Yeah. Um, my favorite, he- there's two of my favorite headlines, Devontae Davis headline and the um, yeah. Antonio Brown you know what, Timmy? I'm gonna let you. I'm gonna let you kind of give them the backstory on this because I, I, I find this okay. entirely. I don't know what's happening. <laughs> well, well, um, check this out. I'm just gonna say. Uh, I'm gonna start off with, uh, of course, the, the Le'Veon Bell situation with right. the team because that was first and foremost something that stung really bad with the Steelers. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, he he is of course sitting out and not even reporting to camp or games and. Week two, uh, Antonio Brown were uh, fa- they were facing the Ch- Kansas City Chiefs with mm-hmm. Patrick Mahomes mm-hmm. just torched them. You know what I'm saying? And mm-hmm. you know the offense of the uh, Steelers wasn't looking as good as it's supposed to be. So Antonio Brown, of course, he has his antics on the sidelines, which somehow get overlooked when it comes to certain uh, players, other than you know Antonio Brown. But you know you got Brady, <clears throat> Dez. And everybody else, mm-hmm. they're talking about it's a it's, it's a cancer. But when it comes to Antonio Brown, it seems to be uh, 
you know, they, they take a different approach. Now, I guess his numbers or, or he wasn't getting as much catches as he was supposed to, but he was very upset on Sunday. And they took it to social media because you know, I guess, you know, the Twitter fingers start start uh, moving around and, you know, the eyes start looking on their on they cell phones. Antonio Brown, uh, you know, had a few things about uh, maybe getting traded or maybe. Well, so how, how this trade uh, me situation started was um, a former public relations rep for the Pittsburgh Steelers, he had tweeted, and it, it was a longer tweet. I'm just going to paraphrase it. But he said that okay. um, Antonio need to thank his lucky stars that he is in Pittsburgh because he has Ben Roethlisberger and that Antonio Brown would never put up the kind of numbers he's putting up um, under mm. any other quarterback. And really? so to which, to which <laughs> Antonio Brown responded, we'll trade me and let's find out. And um, right, which is what I would have tweeted. Um, and mm-hmm. then, and then, because that's what the first instincts is going to be on yeah. your mind. Like, well, well, let's see. Okay. And you know, and I, I'm mm-hmm. not, I'm not mad at at, at Antonio Brown's uh, standpoint because I've said the same thing about about Odell Beckham. I think Odell Beckham is arguably one of the best wide receivers in the NFL. But I think why we think he's so good is because he catches a lot of uncatchable stuff. Right. So right, right, would we right. think he, if he was just out there doing his job and it wasn't these phenomenal, uh-huh. I jumped over half the stadium to catch this pass receptions, would we think he's right. as good as he is? So I wasn't mad at the 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 comment from the former public relations person, with the exception that mm-hmm. I, I do think, you know, I, I personally think that Antonio Brown would be successful anywhere he goes because he right. has the basic right. mechanics. Um, I also right. think Odell is freakishly he's athletic. Freak, yeah, he's freakishly yeah. athletic. I think Odell Beckham mm-hmm. would be phenomenally successful anywhere else he went as well. But my thing is with him right. is we love seeing him catch these these science fiction passes. You know what I mean? Yeah. So if he yeah. just if he's catching <laughs> yeah. normal passes, are we gonna are we still gonna? You know what I mean? So yeah, he has to actually run for a touchdown if he catches a normal pass. Right, like he has to do something spectacular. Right, but all he his can't just focus, catch a pass. yeah, all his focus right now goes into let me jump ninety five feet in the air to catch this pass that was drastically overthrown. Right. You know what I mean? So, right. so he has to do okay. he has to do a lot yeah. more, and it's impressive because yeah. he's doing it. Um, mm-hmm. On the flip side, I do think you know that Ben Roethlisberger is a better quarterback than Eli. I know some of y'all will argue with yes. me on that, but the numbers probably I think so too. Even even though, you know, like even though Ben, you know, they both got two Super Bowls. They do, but Ben got his legitly. You know what I mean? Like Ben right. Ben went right. out there and worked. Ben didn't throw right. no no passes that got stuck in the helmet and counted as a catch. Yes. You know what I mean? <laughs> right. Like none none of that okay. happened. So, you know, I just, just right. no shade. Mm-hmm. No shade, Giants fans. Just, just a little shade. bit. Just a little bit. But um right. so uh <laughs> This is this is my thing, because the second this happens and I and I think you brought up an extremely valid point that I hadn't thought of until just now. Um, Mm -hmm. Antonio Brown, when he's on the sidelines, he does behave. Now, I've always given him, like you said, allowances because he's Antonio Brown. Is that fair? Because does Bryant doesn't get those same allowances? You know, um, I can guarantee you if Josh Gordon does that on the sideline. He's not going to get those allowances, but yeah. I, but I'm animated yeah. when I talk and I have personally been having conversations with people and have had security come over because they think they're, it's a problem. Man, <laughs> do you know how many times I'll be at work and have to look around? Like after I say something, I'm like, wait a minute, I'm, 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 I'm too animated. You know on what I mean? Because, and especially, <laughs> okay, okay. especially, you know, it's, it's a, it's a, it's a, 
interesting situation because the video that they posted um, where they said, oh, Antonio Brown is pissed off on the sidelines. I replayed it like five times. I was like, I don't see Man. him. I see him having a conversation. And that's normal. That's right. normal. Right. Um, but I will say this. I do wonder, um, just because I don't know if he would get he would get that. I, I think the head coach, Mike Tomlin, I wonder if he is the common denominator of the problem. Mm-hmm. And the only reason I, I think, think that. That's a good question. Yeah, because he, to me, is a, I don't know how to explain it. I think he's a great coach. I, I, um, he's, he's a, he loves the game. He's passionate about the game. He's on the player's side. He is a, he's a player's coach. You know what I mean? Like, he's always av- right, advocating right. for the players. But I think that there's that, right. that line that's become blurred now, whereas no one is afraid mm-hmm. of him anymore. And I hate to say that because I don't think anyone right. should ever fear anyone but I think that there's mm-hmm. a certain amount of, and I think some of that comes from Mike Tomlin has no fear because the owner right. of the Steelers right. has said unequivocally that he's never going to fire Mike Tomlin. You know, it's going to have to get real, real, mm-hmm. real bad right. in Pittsburgh. That's his right hand man. Yeah, he's like, right. nah, y'all, y'all yeah. say what you want, but nah, that's nah. You know, he mm-hmm. and I love that he's right. he's and so mm-hmm. there's not because you know most most coaches in the league. You know, you have two losing seasons. You better get your resume together because this is it. You got right. you know that third right. season. And I will say yeah. this: Tomlin's never had a losing season per se. Um, the last time they right. were eight and right. eight was 2013, and then yeah, they pretty much been playoff they, bound yeah. since then. The the games that you see from the Steelers aren't really televised enough to where you see Antonio Brown. And then on the highlights, or if you watch Sports Center. They don't really show Antonio Brown's antics as much because either the Steelers won the game, mm-hmm. or you know it wasn't it wasn't as uh, impactful to put on to the media as if it was a Des Bryant or as if it was a Odell Beckham or a Josh Gordon. So you know there there's some times to where Antonio Brown is, is is starting to be seen more often now when he is on the sideline. Like if you, even the first game of the season, like he throwing it, he threw his helmet to the side, like he was kind of upset. So you know. That they're going to start looking into that now, like even more so than they did with other receivers. Well, he didn't. He definitely didn't get the yardage in that game that we are used to seeing from Antonio Brown. We're used to him having a uh-huh. hundred plus yards in a game. He only had sixty-seven yards in that game, yeah. and, and then there's two, he has he even scored a touchdown yet. He did not score. No, uh. Uh-uh. I just think Mike Tomlin might need to put his foot down in his, in his locker room. And I think that there's a lot yeah. going, you know, with the Le'Veon Bell situation and then now A.B. talking about, well, trade mm. me. I think he needs to go right. into that locker room and say, you know, anyone who don't want to be here, leave now. Because if you don't want to be here, we don't want you here. And he needs to have that kind of attitude. He maybe deviate away a little way from the I'm your friend kind of coaching to nah, you play for me kind of coaching right um, right i'm your coach first and friend yeah second. yeah I, th- I think he just needs to regain control of his locker room i think that because you know even when they asked him like hey was antonio brown's absence from monday's practice excused he was like well i was aware he wasn't coming well yeah he was aware because mm-hmm. everybody put it on social media yeah <laughs> you know? right right after <laughs> you what know. happened you know the, after the week one, it's like or week two, it's like yeah, he's not he's not gonna yeah. report to practice because everybody's gonna be talking about it. And I think as a coach, he needs to go in there and he needs to say, you know, bruh, you know, we cool and all, but what you not, you know, take the black yeah. girl, you know, 
like Taylor you always know, says, yeah. when a black girl's in charge, you might Molly, not know what we're going to do, but we know what we're not going to do. Molly? Yes. What we're not going <laughs> to do Molly, is... Molly, you in danger, girl. Yes. What we're not going <laughs> to do is we're not going to post things on Twitter that says, what trade me and find out and then not show up to practice. Yeah. I'm going to find you and, and I'm going to find you monetarily and you over here mad that you didn't get no yards in week two. Well, guess what? You definitely not going to get no yards in week three because I'm going to bench you. Now let it happen again. Mm. Let it happen again. Uh-huh. So that, 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 that is what That's I right. would say. And I, because clearly mm. I have been too cool and I get, and it's hard. I get it because as a person who's been in a supervisor position, I get it. It's hard sometimes because you want to be cool, but, but it's that kindness for weakness thing. You gotta, you gotta regain control of your locker room and get it together. Yeah. Um, but yeah. moving on <laughs> to my second favorite, this is my favorite story of week uh, two. I would, when I saw it, two. I was like, yes, <laughs> get it. So, uh, Vontae okay. Davis is the cornerback for uh, the horrible. Was. Uh, I'm, corner, I'm sorry, was corner. Was the cornerback <laughs> for uh, the Buffalo Bills. He didn't get any playing time week one. He had a healthy pass. So, he was healthy for week mm-hmm. one, but they passed over him. In uh, week two, he went in and he got a tackle. He came back. He sat down. He could have gone back in the game and he kind of gave a look and sat back down. And somebody else went in for him. And then it's halftime. Halftime, he goes in the locker room. He changes clothes. He texts his girl, bae, I'm done. I'm going to retire. She texts him back, okay, should I meet you at the house? And then he tells <laughs> he tells the, the coaching staff, deuces, I'm out. I retire. And bounce. I'm, 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 going, I'm going home. Like, yeah, I'm going home. He did a Cartman on him. He did an Eric Cartman like, yep. screw you guys. Screw you guys. Right. <laughs> <laughs> If you was in that yeah, locker room um, as his teammate, what would be your first okay. thought? <laughs> Check this out, man. First of all, I would never quit like that. Mm-hmm. And um, second of all, you know, uh, there's there's a certain stature that you or a certain standard that you have to hold yourself uh, accountable on when you take when you take a, a, a when you take a I guess a job like you take. Mm-hmm. You're you're in a team effort. You know, you're in a team uh, situation and. The guys must most mostly are counting on you, or they if you need if they need to help you out, they need to you know call you. So it's like I wouldn't just leave my team like that. I mean, mm-hmm. I don't know what is going on in your mind. Like your mind shouldn't have been there in the first place. Like you shouldn't even have gone to the game if you had that in your mind. If that was already been racing through your head when you were going to the game, like you shouldn't even have, even have went to the game. So if I was my my teammate, like I would really be upset. Mm-hmm. I'd really have to go to his house after the game and just be like, look, man, you have to explain to somebody, explain it to me, mm-hmm. you know, whoever it is, because you 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 took this stand as a teammate. Mm-hmm. You know, you you were full fledged on to this season. And now when the season comes week one and week two, you feel like you don't want to do it no more. It's like, you know, something has you got to say something to somebody. I need to have some type of clarity. Mm-hmm. So, you know, for Vontae, I mean, he did what he did. You know, that was his own decision. But, man, teammate, you, you'd you have to see me, you know, mm. because if, if I'm looking to my man on the side of me and I know he down for me, I look for the left dude on the left of me and you gone. It's like, wait a minute. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's like, he, like what's, you down. what's really going on? Yeah. You know, so, I yeah. mean, yeah, Vontae would have to see me. So I so, get yeah, all of you, that. You know what I mean? And okay. I do. I get and I get it's more. To me, that's kind of like that military mentality where I think a lot of soldiers go into these wars knowing good and full hell well, we don't need to be over there. 
but it becomes it's not about the government. It's about that man to my right, that man to my left. We're going in here together. We're looking out for each other. Exactly. We're all we got kind of thing. I get yeah, it. And yeah. I understand that. And I should, and I'm definitely the first one to understand that because I say all the time that these are the last of our gladiators when we're talking about NFL players, they literally play themselves to death. Right. So right. I think you're a hundred percent correct in that mindset. However, <laughs> I know you said, well, you know, he, he, I know you said he, he already had uh. this mind. I think, I think where I differ is in this. I have had several several jobs outside of journalism where I wake every morning to that alarm clock and I'm like, God, no. Okay. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Okay. Yes. Okay. Yes, I want to quit, but I don't. Okay. And I go and then I, I go into work and I do it and something happens and I'm just like, man, I hate my job. I hate my job. I just don't even want to do this. But I, and I go to lunch right. and then I eat and maybe I have a few laughs with my coworkers and I'm feeling good about it my life in general, but then I look at my watch and it's time to go back to work and I'm like, damn it, I don't want to do it. Let me tell you something. Right. If I had the only thing uh-huh. that keeps me going back to work are bills and my resume because mm. I know I have bills okay. to pay and I know if I just bounce out of a job, then it looks bad on me and that might prevent me from getting another job. However, if I right. was in a financial okay. standpoint where I not only did not need another job, I had plenty of money to pay my bills. I can tell you there's there's not a job outside of the one that I have right now. There is not a job that I've had that I would have gone to lunch lunch and come back from. I, I wouldn't have called, wouldn't have shown up. They'd have filed a missing person on me, not knowing <laughs> where I was. I'd have been out. Just would have broke off. Peace. Like, you I'm know, gone. Deuces. Peace. So I think, and, and here's the thing, like, okay. this, the NBA has taught me this. This whole thing that we have about oh what about your teammates you let them down and your team your team your team that's a fan perspective because at the end of the Mm -hmm. day you are your own brand you are your own business the nfl the nba nobody treats these players with the kind of loyalty that we expect them to have for the team if he would have gone out there and sacrificed his body maybe he's playing through some pain or anything mid-season they decide whatever sacrifice he's been making is not enough they cut him and we wouldn't say Mm. the team we wouldn't say the owners the coaching staff we wouldn't say they were bad or wrong about that we would say it's business so what i'm saying is if it's your if in your mind if you feel like your body which is your brand and is your business if you feel like this business is not yielding the kind of profit the kind of reward that it has been Mm. tap out at halftime, I love it. I okay. thought it was awesome. But check, okay, but check this out. But check this out. Look. Okay, me being who I am, I'm not checking out on my lunch break. Why? I'm going to finish out the rest of my shift and get paid and go home at the end of the day and not come back the next day. But that like, is, that's just that, me. That is a that's financial... That's me being who I am. Is that a financial thing or is that you just trying to be the good Samaritan? Because are well, you I mean, finishing out the day because you need the money? I mean, because I got to finish my whole eight hours. Why? I would, I, 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 I would want my full, you know, eight hours if I come to work. Like because I'm not going to work half a day and then not work. Because I mean, you want home. the money, right? Because you need the money. I was, I, I was saying I need it. I, I want, I want what I'm, what I'm here for to get paid for. Right, but now but I'm now, not saying I don't want to necessarily want to need the money though. Okay, so so let's say mm-hmm. you 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 go to work tomorrow. You go to work tomorrow for L.A. County, right? On right, your on right. your lunch, you you check your Powerball ticket. You done won eight million dollars. You going back to work? 
uh, you know what? I am. Because you know why? I'm going to go back to work and I'm going to act an ass. Okay, see, and then not come back in the morning. <laughs> so now the question is, which one, of us is work. which one of us is more petty? Uh, which one of us is more petty now? Because damn. Hey, even... <laughs> And so it's unfortunate. Yeah. It, it would have been okay. better if it if that realization had hit him at the end of game one. And maybe it would have if they hadn't done a healthy pass on him. Maybe at the end of game one, he would have been like, nah, I'm cool. Mm. And then it would have. But but the right. thing is, is like he probably went through some sort of sacrifice physically to get healthy enough so they wouldn't pass him over for game two. He got in there mm-hmm. and then made that first tackle. And whatever he did on that first tackle, it was probably like, okay, now I got to work. I got to play, play, play through the yeah. pain. I got to play through the pain. Right. Do I want to keep? No, nah, I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> See, I'm good. I, okay. I'm good. Okay. Good point. You know good saying? point because, because players are, players are retiring, you know, uh, at, at, at training camp, like yeah. they even check it out and saying that they they not even gonna finish on with this. So we going like super long, but real quick, Josh, shout out to Josh Gordon, who's going to be a New England Patriot now. How do you feel about that? Yes, um, you know what? I that's a good pickup. You know, mm-hmm. um, for Josh Gordon to be uh, sent over there to the Browns, you know, of course it was a trade. They were going to reach him. The Browns mm-hmm. to release him, but they wanted something out of that, so New England got a trade. But um, because every time you see a player go to a squad and he, and then you see it's the Patriots, you're like, wait a minute, the Patriots? Mm-hmm. You're like, they they still recruiting players in the off season? So you know that right. was that was something that was a shocker. But um, Brady got has another weapon now. You know, yeah. he has a, a bigger uh, actually a bigger weapon than Josh Gordon. You know, um, as well as Gronkowski. So you know, mm-hmm. he has two players to throw to. They they will. Uh, I think they'll get on the uh, right. And um, you know, there be I'll see some good things happening with with the Patriots and uh, Josh Gordon. Now, I know this sounds you know probably far you know like a hot take, but I think he could potentially become a Randy Moss type player with that team. I agree. I agree. You know, because they yeah, resurrected okay. Randy Moss's career. I, I totally agree okay. that he could okay. become that as well. And I think that you know, I think Man. you sometimes things happen for a reason. The Brown had his back through all this weed stuff and uh now he right. he pulled a hamstring doing a, a promo video and they were like enough which is funny because it's like i wouldn't even smoke mm. weed i was just kind of doing my job <laughs> you know what i mean so right. um right. now they were done and so now he has these two weeks it's going to take him two weeks to recover from this but and th- this kind of goes back to what i was saying about mike tomlin though because i think mike tomlin would approach this like yeah man it's it's so good to have you here you're gonna be great you know you're gonna excel and blow and i think he would be the hype man mm-hmm. kind of thing Versus, right. I think Belichick is like, look, this you need to know this playbook by this time. I need to, I need you to prove yeah. to me you know it by this time. I'm yeah, not yeah. I'm not your friend. I'm your coach. I don't care nothing no about excuses. what you. I don't care nothing about what you've done yeah. in the past. Don't do it here. Go talk right. to Tom Brady. Straight face Belichick. Yeah. Straight think, yeah. face Belichick to the point. Yep. Like monotone. Yep. No, <laughs> straight yep. to the point how he does at press conference. Yeah. And I think you I, suddenly I, I, realize I, my chances are over. I am in an organization where mm-hmm. if I can't succeed here, I have a quarterback now that makes people who aren't necessarily that good look phenomenal. If I can't make it here, right. I can't make it anywhere. And Belichick isn't playing no games with me. Tom Brady has publicly said, I mean, I'm not going to put any success or failure on this man. We're going to wait and see. 
Nobody right. is like in his right. corner the way that the Browns were. So I think this is going to be his moment to shine. And, and I honestly think he's going to mm-hmm. do it. I think he's going to come out on the on the winning end of this. And I just want to say congratulations, you know? So. Yes. Yes. Congratulations. Yeah. <laughs> Good um, luck to you. Now, Thanks. I will. I guess I have to. I, I was going to issue a public apology to Dak Prescott because I have been his number one critic for, yeah. you know, for a yeah, while. Yeah, I think. I think we kind of owe him one from last from last week. We kinda don't. Do. We don't. Because do. I looked at the numbers. Just a little. Just a no, little we don't. <laughs> no, we don't. I'm going to just tell you, <laughs> look, a little smidgen of one. But we still have to show us a little more because I'm with you on that. But yeah. just off of that one, off of that first play with the Tavon, I was like, okay, Dak, I'm yeah. sorry. Yeah. You could, but, but, it, but then he showed me. <laughs> but then yeah. he's because like. I was up to challenge accepted. That was a. Yeah. I think that pass was a challenge accepted pass. It was. That was a challenge was accepted a, it pass. It was a sixty-four so, I mean, yard pass, which is which yeah. is phenomenal. But then, then I went right. and I looked at the numbers, and then we got three yards here, eight yards there, yeah. ten yards. Then he yeah. went back to his normal self. So who we right, really, right. who we so, really need to shout out in that game is the defense. Not. Yeah, yeah. You can shout the defense shout out for sure because they played like the Seattle Seahawks defense mm-hmm. of you know of Legion of Boom era. Like mm-hmm. they definitely uh, played a, a Seattle Seahawks game because Dak Prescott looked a little like Russell Wilson out mm-hmm. there. You, you guys picking up Bryce Butler is a testament to all things Dak. Uh, Dak I, friendly, yeah, because Dak friendly because he did save him in a few games when Dez was out. Yeah, and. He doesn't have to learn, and that's so unfortunate. He doesn't have to learn a new playbook. <laughs> learn he just playbook. he already know it. Right. So I think right. it's it's funny to me though, and I and I get it. Um, I'm mm-hmm. if I had to go and do a do over, it wouldn't be with Bryce. I wouldn't do it with Bryce. Mm. I would call Dez you know, and be like, "Hey, look, I would even go further than that. Hmm. I I go Romo." I said that before. I said <laughs> that before. But but Romo's uh-huh. living his best life right now. So he's right, living his right. he best he life. So and then it, another thing too, Romo and Ezekiel wouldn't didn't even play together either. That's another thing. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Never got a chance to see Romo and Ezekiel. Yeah. So but hey, but um but but with Dak Prescott uh, and Ezekiel Elliott, I think it works with this offense because you seen when you put Dak in the situations where he has to do a read option and run, mm-hmm. that puts us, uh, the, you know, the, that gives us the time of possession that keeps us, you know, with the chains moving and it gets Dak a rhythm and and, and the offensive a, a rhythm. Right. So I think if you put those type of option plays or those type of plays in the playbook, you know, like to get Dak going, you know, so he'll look like a Russell Wilson or, or a Cam Newton because mm-hmm. Cam Newton is like the same way. Like he'll put up those type of dink and dunk numbers. But mm-hmm. if you get him in the read option and he'll get some rushing yards, you know, and you keep the ball moving. Yeah. The defense will it'll pay dividends off on the other end. Yeah. We went a little uh, okay. long this week. I don't know why. It's just you know, it's because there was so much drama in the NFL this week. Yeah, so yeah. week two. Uh, that's what happened. Week Terrible two. two. So let's see. Let's <laughs> see if, if we can even it out and not have nobody quit and do anything crazy during right. halftime. We'll we'll check it out. But make sure right. you come back here next week to the Game On podcast. Follow me on all things social media at Jerry the Fanatic or online at JerryTheFanatic.com. Follow Timmy B at. Follow me on Instagram and Twitter at It's Timmy B, y'all. Hey, you know, cuffing season's coming up, so, you know, the wintertime is coming. starting to get cold a little bit. Ladies, holla at your boy. Again, we are using <laughs> yeah. this as a dating site. This is crazy. Hey, crazy. It's, it's the, hey, it's, the summer's almost over, so, you know, it's about to get a little cold. Right. 
Right? So, I yeah. You. I feel you. I'll have me. <laughs> All right, y'all. Well, if you're single and in L.A. or if you're single and ready to travel, go ahead and hit Timmy B up. Yeah. And uh, we will <laughs> see y'all next week. Thank <laughs> you.